Hey, welcome to ASPA. How the hell are you? Welcome. We're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, Just doing our best. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm going to say solid 10 over 10 out of 10 over here. Like, um, living my life, ignoring the various tragedies of the world. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's how how we have to live now. This is the new normal, baby. This is it, baby. Yeah, yeah. I personally um, would like to invite you all into my mind palace where nothing bad ever happens because it's not allowed. <laughs> if something bad happens, it gets kicked out, gets taken away, and its head is chopped off. Fucking. It sounds like a clan and Fallout. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> I actually restarted playing Fallout 4 today. And nice. um, yeah. Oh. I, I've been tinkering around with the idea of it because it's free on PS5. Oh, really? Fallout 4 yeah. is? God, yeah. it's so buggy. Oh, well, that's not, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is several years old now. It is. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Give me, give me some of that old-time nuclear religion. Give me some of that <laughs> Fallout, baby. Hell Cra- crawl crawl out to the Fallout, even. <laughs> it's a song <laughs> that will be stuck in my head forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, speak. what kind of build are you running this time? Uh, I'm running a Vats um, idiot build. <laughs> <laughs> Is he smart? Honestly. No, he's not. <laughs> but he's agile, goddammit. <laughs> One of the best builds in Fallout 4 is low intelligence, all luck. All luck? Yeah, like, I remember when you played at that the very, At the very beginning, max out your luck. Uh, bottom out your intelligence and then get the uh, I think it's idiot savant perk because you get random doubled experience for anything including finishing a quest and I finished a quest and idiot savant kicked in and I got and I gained like five levels that's amazing I I follow such a dumb game (laughs) <laughs> I think I stopped playing it like before even getting to the glowing sea because I was just so ridiculously over leveled by that point that I was just like, well, it's boring now. I can't I, even. Shit is it. broken, man. Yeah. I, um, my favorite uh, like perk in New Vegas is the weird wasteland perk. That's oh, a yes. good one. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I love about it is that every time you run into something. That is because of the perk the game tells you. Yes. It's just like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> this is a thing. Like, um, if you've never played Fallout New Vegas and you're picking perks, uh, you only get like two at I think at the start of the game, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Weird Wasteland, don't leave home without it. Um, I think I always start with Weird Wasteland. Yeah. Like, you just can't not have it. And then it's it's a fun time, yeah. Ten out of ten. So, what's your favorite uh, Fallout Four perk? Uh, I mean, idiot savant when you have low intelligence is really good. Yeah. But also anything that makes you super accurate in vats. Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, just because you can wreck people from miles away. God. So the beginning to Fallout Four is so long honestly too long like bethesda has this thing where it's like hey this opening sequence is going to be long as fuck for no reason Mm -hmm. um 
But I was going through the part where you are in the vault and you start killing the rad roaches, and I forgot you don't you can't use bats until you get the pet boy. Yeah. And so I just hit B and it like took me into third person and I was like, ah! <laughs> the fucking rad roach took away like half my health because I couldn't figure out what I'd done. And I couldn't oh, get back to first person. Oh god, this is I'm bad at video games, guys. <laughs> that's that's my second favorite Fallout 4 moment from you. <laughs> <laughs> what was the oh I I know what the first one yeah. is. I don't even need to ask. And there's no need to share it either, Travis. Why I like, shared yeah, it on the show yeah, before. It was yeah, great. Oh god. <laughs> I it, um I really my favorite Fallout 4 perk is Mysterious Stranger. Oh, Same yeah, days. that's a fun one, too. Yeah. Yes. Especially if you've got uh, Nick Valentine as your companion, because he'll, like, nope. see him and be like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> Where? Stop! Where are you going? Ugh, he's gone again. How does he do it? <laughs> it is a mystery for all involved. Um, all right. Well, today on the podcast, we are not talking about Fallout anymore. <laughs> we are going to give, like, entertainment companies a one-track view into, like, how to sell nostalgia to us. By talking about things we want them to bring back from the 2000s. And also things we don't want them to bring back from the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? Or last. Uh, I'll let. Oh, that's a valid position. Who? Wait. Who's going first or last? And or last? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Though. Okay. God, you know what? Like, I really fucking miss, and I would love another one of goddamn Austin Powers movies. Like, give me another just raunchy, dumb James Bond parody, and I'd be happy for a little bit. Yeah, I think, see, Austin Powers is good mm. because, like, we grew up with it. It's a product of its time. Yes. Though, like, if there were going to be a new Austin Powers, they would really need to do some work to not make it 100% tone deaf. That is painfully true and we saw that in the wayne's world commercial for uber eats during the super bowl yeah i'm gonna date this episode real hard um, <laughs> but yeah just nostalgia for nostalgia like nostalgia is at its best when it's not trying to sell you something oh mm -hmm. absolutely because i recently got a ps5 and i've been going through this thing called i think it's astro's playroom or astro's lab mm -hmm. but it's free on ps5 and it's basically just sony filleting themselves in the best goddamn way <laughs> because you you go through this super mario like 3d world or super mario 64 type game playing as this little robot dude and throughout it you collect these little artifacts and shit mm -hmm. and that's that's something else i really miss is like old collectible games as well i'm gonna do a twofer fuck you guys <laughs> and but yeah it's just the way you like collect these artifacts the way you get to look at them and you see all these little like touches to bloodborne fucking spyro crash all these different things just a whole lot of love but that fucking wayne's world commercial 
was just, hey, capitalism's great, isn't it, guys? Look what it let us do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We've got Cardi B. <laughs> um, I feel like I have to agree with you there, Travis. I feel like if we got a, and also Ben, I feel like if we got an Austin Powers remake in the year of our Lord 2021, it would be a lot of like... People are so sensitive these days. Cancel yeah. culture references. And mm-hmm. I, j- I wouldn't trust the people behind the original Austin Powers to. That is painfully true. Make, yeah, yeah, yeah make that kind not. of movie. So you're wrong, need- Ben. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> it needs it needs fresh hands. I don't want the same people behind it. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe Mike Myers playing like Basil's role, but anything more than that, I think it would fall into its own trap of like tone deafness and just be awful. Yeah. So this is why um, nostalgia is a dangerous game, and yeah. it must like be heroin. used wisely. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly like heroin. Yes. One hundred percent. God, earlier Ben was like, "What do we want to talk about in the beginning of the podcast today? Drugs?" And I said, "No." Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "Okay, little should I should have known he would have snuck it in." Au contraire. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, Michelle, who's next? Heroin's played out. Let's talk about different drugs. Okay, let's talk about PCP. Yeah. Right, let's, no, let's talk about MDMA. A, a drug I mean, we must are. have experience with God, I hope. <laughs> well, let's talk about ketamine. We are talking about the early 2000s, so why not? Yeah. yeah oh, speaking, speaking of the early 2000s, um, and PCP, the only, <laughs> the only knowledge I have of PCP is what comes from an episode of CSI that I watched back in, like, 2005. Oh, so it was 100% wrong. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Travis. Was it wrong? On PCP, <laughs> do you not enter into orgies and then eat human flesh? That's what happened in that CSI episode. And oh, do you know what 14-year-old Ari said? PCP, not even once. That's what I said. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, fair. It made it onto the list of drugs that I'm just like, maybe no. Maybe we don't do this. <laughs> You know what? That's, that's a good lesson to learn. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't do PCP. Yeah. Speaking of things that I would love to come back from the 2000s, um, MCR. Uh, and then well, also... They, they tried. They tried. Well, here's what it, here's what it is. <laughs> because I was also like, you know what else I want to come back in the 2000s? Um, like fallout boy and panic at the disco yeah. they're still kicking around making it, albums yes yeah it's not yeah. the same it's though. not the, it's, it's not really wrong, it's not yeah. the same so what you're saying is you want a renaissance of the like mid-2000s emo scene am i more than you but yes i do want that it turns out <laughs> mom it wasn't a phase i am still this person <laughs> even into my 30s <laughs> i want to count the notches in her bedpost i still don't know what that means and i'm an adult it's, it's an about, adult who mi- might sex. lose her virginity one day but <laughs> oh god it's all i want is is that just that like 
maybe what I really want is to capture that moment of like singing about shit that I didn't know and barely understanding the words. Yeah, that part Patrick Warburton wobbled out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, me, and my friends go get Sonic at the Five Point Sonic. It's a Sonic that doesn't exist anymore. It's been replaced by a Waffle House. Oh. It's not the same. How- how do you yep. replace the Sonic with a Waffle House? <laughs> pay pay, pay, pay Paradise, am I right? No, you you yeah. tear down the Sonic and then leave it as an empty lot for like 10 years. Yeah. Oh, God. And then you uh, put up a fucking Waffle House in like one week. <laughs> so Yeah, they're like Dollar Generals. They just appear, man. And and now that Waffle House, the Five Points Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, man. Dollar Generals are like... Ooh, man, let me tell you about living out in a rural area and you'll be driving down a road and there will just be a Dollar General and there'll be like two cars in the parking lot and the energy I get from those Dollar Generals are not sure if they're real. Yeah, they're not. Um, <laughs> they are like, I'm, I'm afraid yeah. that if I walk into one of those Dollar Generals, I will end up making a statement for the Magnus Institute. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you go and you buy an apple and it's like bone apple teeth. Yeah, real oh, real time. Um, <laughs> I feel like those Dollar Generals are definitely liminal spaces. Um, yes. I think you walk into a Dollar General. I once had to get off the highway. Um, like in somewhere in South Alabama and shortly off the highway with nothing else around it except woods was in fact a dollar fucking general. Yes. And it was like dusk. So I was like already between worlds in a way. (laughs) And I was just like, and then I woke up in a world where Donald Trump was president, even though Hillary definitely won the election. So, like, it was a very <laughs> confusing time for me. Also, Shazam was a movie. I don't know. Anyways, okay. <laughs> the Berenstein Bears, probably. So, um, what about you, Travis? What do you got? What What's something from the 2000s that you want to bring back to the now Something that I want to bring back? Yes. Um, This one, like, doesn't really count because it's already been brought back and then failed. But Bionicles. Like, (laughs) I will never not love Bionicles. You know what's great about this? I was working on a pun about Bionicles last night. (laughs) (laughs) Not a joke. Real uh, fucking thing. Yeah, not a joke, just a pun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it was about why are they called Pionicles if everyone that loves them is Pan? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Bionicles have always been the other, other Transformer. Um, and that I have no fucking clue what a Bionicle is. Oh, it's it was. Ba- this- it's basically buildable action figures that yes. Lego designed. Okay. I had a couple growing up. They were cool as shit. Yeah, I never, I never got that awesome. deep. I never got dick deep into them like some people. Oh, did. I had the fucking movies, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I may- think I. No, I, I might have. I, I don't know if I got rid of it or not, but I had a DVD of Bionicle, the movie, The Mask of Light. Holy shit. 
You know what yeah. is kind of, I feel like, in this vein, but something I want them to bring back from the 2000s? 2000s anime, baby. If I could live my entire life and never hear the word isekai again, I think... Oh, God, yeah. I We all would have been better off, honestly. What does that mean? It's... It's like um, Sword Art Online. Yeah, it's like the falling into another world or trapped into another world genre. Yeah, okay. And there are good isekai anime. Mm. Um, There's also just a hundred million of them, and most of them Mm. are kind of bad. That's fair. So, but there is is really good isekai. Mm. Um, Konosuba is hilarious. Uh, As is... Uh, I woke uh, reincarnated into a villainous. All roads lead to doom. Can't remember that exact tile, but that's ten out of ten. I like how black metal bands and anime have the same naming algorithm, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Yeah, anime titles will be like, "Please don't tell my mom I ate all of her bread." <laughs> Yeah. The devil is a part time. And, and then the and then the episode titles are like Shock, the episode where the protagonist loses a fight to the rival. Like yeah. also excessively <laughs> long. So, the name is just the description, the description is the name. Yeah. The yeah. West was like, we're gonna keep the titles of things subtle, quiet, short. And anime was like Nope, you're going to know exactly what you're fucking getting first off immediately. So. <laughs> um, what are things from the 2000s that were like, let's not bring that back? Hit clips. What, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you guys don't know about hit clips? I mean, what I feel like I clip? do, but I don't know what it's called. Oh my god, it was basically it was this stupid little MP3 player that Oh, that shit. Oh, that fucking shit. And it played one minute of a song. Here's a picture for you guys. Yeah. I remember. Um, No, I just looked these up. Clip thing, right? Holy shit, you can get three Tiger hit clips on eBay does not include the player for $44.99. Oh, jeez. Nostalgia's a drug, baby. Got... I feel yep. like hit clips were um, the precursor to TikTok. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah, kinda. yeah, a minute long. Yeah, I don't even think they were a full minute. Mm-mm. It was forty-five seconds. Oh, oh my geez. god, hit yeah. clip earrings! This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, honestly, outside. hit clip earrings. I would buy hit clip earrings. I would buy hit clip earrings. Or I'd let someone else buy me hit clip earrings. Man. Oh, yeah. You know, or you know I would buy a, uh, I would buy one of those um, resin coasters with hit clips that have been cast inside <laughs> of it. There you go. <laughs> I would rather have Tamagotchi earrings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. that's fair. That is, I mean, this is like Tamagotchis are still around, but I remember mm. having one of those digi devices. Yeah, so good. I um really really kind of miss like concept albums not that they're not made anymore like they still exist i thought you hated concept albums i love to hate them no i don't think i do hate them okay i here's okay so here's what i 
think I think concept albums can be very interesting. Um, mm. Obviously, there are bad ones, just like there is with anything else. But actually, mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums is a pretty recent concept album, and it's called Hospice by the Antlers. It's a very mm. sad album. It's about a man's relationship with somebody who's dying. It's called okay. Hospice. Like, mm. it's in the title. Um, That's nice. cool. But I feel like concept albums aren't as crazy as they used to be or as common anymore because, yeah, like, people just listen to, like, one song from an album, which is definitely, yeah. honestly, it's the better way to go because I don't want to buy a mm. whole album and then not fucking like any like any of the other songs if you want an insane recent concept album i found this band they're they're from the uk and they play and the other thing i was going to bring up that i want to bring back is good new metal and these dudes fucking did it because it's Hmm. fucking it's fucking good thrash it's good british hardcore with a good sprinkling of new metal in it they're called the hell uh, the hell and they also have this album called jarvis or it's it's basically just a dude's name it's about a guy having the worst day of his fucking life like he's late to work he's driving through traffic he's bitching about his job like the first half is him getting to work the second half is him at work mm-hmm. like there's this and he works at a fucking hardware store and there's a song called nuts and bolts and he's just pissed off about selling tools and bullshit and it's fucking great sorry no you're fine i mean that sounds fucking hilarious awesome (laughs) yeah um you know what's something i don't want them to bring back from the 2000s what's that metal uh now that you mention it yes but also um super jingoistic nationalistic country music Oh yeah, that's still a thing. Mm. That is still a goddamn thing. I mean, it's the it's the new mainstream of that genre. It started yeah. post nine eleven and never stopped. Yeah, I feel like though a lot of country that's been popular in ro- most recent years has been like bro country, yeah. Florida Georgia Line, you know that sort you, of stuff. Oh, but I feel it, like that bro country has its roots in patriotic country. Yes, I can I can see that for sure. It's just that. Bro country is kind of like dumb, but it's a kind of dumb I can kind of get behind as much as I'm not a fan of bro country. Yeah. I'm definitely not a fan of like imperialistic country. Um, yeah. Fascist I, country. I just miss, I don't know. I miss feeling like a woman. I miss the days when we Loretta Lynn. I mean, I, mm. I go back even further than the nineties and there's a country that I really like, like, because I'm a big fan of like Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn, Johnny Cash, mm. Dolly Parton, um, mm. whatever the fuck Con- Conway Twitty was talking about, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I can get behind a lot of 90s country even because it's like, it's kind of like fucking awesome and how cheesy it is sometimes. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what's awesome? That actually falls into the fucking 90s country like thing that we're listening off here. 
the fucking covers that Johnny Cash did of really good grunge tunes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, Johnny Cash's Hurt is the hurt. It's now. the definitive like, version, yeah. It is the definitive version. That is what it was meant to sound like. Yeah. No one talks about his cover of Rusty Cage by Soundgarden, though. It kicks ass, my Does dude. Does it? I haven't yes. heard of that one. Exactly. Not enough people talk about it. So, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. I barely know who Soundgarden is. I know they're... <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely... I, 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 I want jingoistic country to go away after 9-11 all country was like we're gonna kick their butts for oil and 9-11 and i'm just like (laughs) yeah oh god it's so now it's so cringy to listen to i wasn't really listening to it back then uh when 9-11 happened i was exclusively um musical soundtracks and the Muppets. So, (laughs) you know, I wasn't really like, never forget, but like, (laughs) I wasn't really listening to country music. Um, And certainly when I got into middle school, I was like, I'm too cool for country. Uh, But now I go back and listen to that stuff and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, guys, can we for like two seconds, like not have this be a thing? Hmm. It's upsetty. Upsetty spaghetti. Yeah. Um, Never forgetty mom's spaghetti. Yeah. So, but yeah. Definitely, definitely uh, not a fan. Wanted to go away and never return. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, country. So, what about you guys? What are, What's something from the 2000s that you just are like banished to the shadow realm? Get out of here. Oh, banish this out. I see now. I thought of something that I do want to come back. And that, that is, is I've got the the aesthetic of like pre-smart cell phones. Oh, dumb phones. Like, hell yeah. Dumb dumb phones that were still cool as hell. Like yeah. my favorite dumb phone was it just like it was a it was basically a flip phone but instead of flipping it slid it was on a track and it would be the screen and it had a few buttons but then it slid up for the number pad oh, okay nice and that was like that was so cool it's so much cooler than so, having just a fucking screen phone so not quite like a sidekick sidekick right yeah not quite like that because yeah. the sidekick like spun right yeah no, I bought one of those like right before I got like my own cell phone plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through a couple of sidekicks just to try them out on the phone plan I was on, and I, I that's something I would I miss and I would love for them to bring back is a smart sidekick. That'd be cool as shit. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I think I maybe had a flip phone a little longer than y'all did. I didn't really get a smartphone until, hmm. um. I was like well into college and like had hit my twenties. Um, yeah. Uh, I do not miss. I do not miss flip phones or dumb phones or whatever you want to call them. Well, no, 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 no. no. I'm not saying actual dumb phones. I'm yeah. saying the aesthetic of dumb phones. Yeah. Because like there were a lot of dumb phones that had really unique designs. Yeah. That's true. Phones today, kind of same. Yeah, yeah, kind of the same. Ain't got no style. 
Yeah. Like with phone eyes. with phones these days, it's more about like what's on the insides and what the camera is like. Sure. Yeah. But back in the day, it was like, man, your phone like flips around and does a backflip to where you have to open the. <laughs> <laughs> you have to open your phone by doing a backflip. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, I want a phone that will know my ass cheek, like individually. Do you oh. know what I mean? <laughs> I want a phone that can identify me because I I sit on my phone so much. I want a phone that identifies me by butthole print. <laughs> That's what I want. You know, it's all right. This is really gross and like TMI, but you know, I have never tried this. But theoretically, you can use a thumbprint scanner on your penis. Yeah. Theoretically, <laughs> let's test that shit out. <laughs> I knew that would be one of your reactions. <laughs> I knew one of you would be like, you know what, let's do this. Travis is like, I guess scientifically, there's no reason why it wouldn't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> How different is a penis and a thumb, really? <laughs> no one knows. Who can say? <laughs> so, um, I don't think I've ever had a phone that didn't suck in some way. And honestly, that's just a great amount of comfort to me because it reminds me that, like, the, like technology is never really going to take over, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just not good enough. It's not there yet. Um and I no think AI. that that's really comforting, actually. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yeah. So we'll never. Oh. No, go ahead. Oh, it's gonna be like we'll never live, and I have no mouth, and I must scream. Oh, thank what you. you got? Thank fucking God! I have made three references to "I have no mouth, and I must scream." And I've been a part of like two of those. You have One been. That oh God, such a good short story. Okay. Anyways, Travis, speaking yeah. of not having a mouth and needing to scream, Travis, <laughs> this week's episode is called Blood Brother. What's it about? Blood Brother. Sam and Dean get, like, a spectral vision of their mom. Like, they're both dreaming and they have a shared dream about their mom. And then they wake up having an idea of, like, of they they just have this idea. And so what they do is they get all these, like, crazy ingredients like carbon and magnesium and iron <laughs> and stuff. And they, like, draw a bunch of chalk on the floor and they light it all on fire. And then all of a sudden, like... Sam is just fucking gone, and Dean doesn't have an arm or a leg. How crazy is that? Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a, wait a fucking second. minute. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the plot of Supernatural. This is the plot of One Piece. This. <laughs> oh God! A thousand. I swear I'd never a, watch it. A thousand classic gold watches on chain just shattered into the light. Yeah, <laughs> just disappeared. I said gold, silver watches on chains just disappeared, gone forever. You said that. <laughs> well, gosh, Travis. You better believe it. All right, let's talk about the episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> let's talk about FMA. Boom. 
we're back. Oh, we're back, baby. We're back. And this episode was better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of loved this episode. You y'all can be meh about it all you want, but Benny I mean, like, I badass. liked it. There, there are things about this episode that I didn't like, but I mm. think the didn't likes also contribute to the likes. Okay. You know, yeah. Like my big thing is I didn't like how Dean was acting towards Sam. Yeah, in the, like the really early part of the episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then kind of at the end also, kind of, yeah. I will go ahead and say this. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Um, I really like. I really do like Benny. Uh, I love how cartoonishly Cajun he is. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So cartoonishly Cajun. I will go ahead and say there are definitely some interesting things they've done with his character, and I kind of wish they'd gone in a little bit of a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because it's just stuff that I think we've seen not only on the show, but just in a lot of other media about monsters. Um, for a second, I was like, oh my god, they're about to reveal that Benny got like cursed with a human soul. and That would be at- cool as fuck. Uh, that would be cool as fuck, but it also would have been ripped straight from Buffy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so straight from fucking Buffy. Do Most not of the show was ripped from Buffy anyway. Uh, so. There's a lot of there's a lot of Buffy in this. I agree, um, but I will go ahead and say, ultimately, this episode is a lot of fun. It's really good. I like seeing Dean form a relationship that's not just with Sam. Mm. There were some darkly hilarious moments this episode. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, this is a good. This is like a. This is a good. This is a good episode. This is good. I'm enjoying yeah. this. I like this. Yeah. After last um, week, holy fuck! But what you yeah. get? Oh this? god, yes. I wrote one note down, and it turned out to not be accurate. But I wrote one thing down halfway through this episode. Do you want me to tell you guys what it was? Yes. Hit us with it. I can't believe Supernatural fridged a character without even showing them to us. (laughs) (laughs) Or so Uh, you thought. Yeah, exactly. Or so you fucking thought. I was very pleasantly surprised when that turned out to not be the case. Hmm. But when Benny was talking about his whole, like, how he died and who he died for, I was just like... Jesus Christ, Supernatural. <laughs> Do we have to give everyone a fridging plot, and can we at least see it happen? <laughs> that was definitely one of the things that I wish they had done differently with Benny's character. It just seems really rote, and yeah, it's it's like, we gotta put this character on just fucking autopilot. Um, but real quick, I'm gonna do a quick summary of this Mm -hmm. episode's plot before we get into any more of the nitty-gritty. So, Sam and Dean have been looking for Kevin, but Kevin, like the absolute fucking badass that he is, has been dodging them at every turn. Why? Oh, I don't know if you remember, but Dean did kind of try to kill the new best character of the show, Linda Tran. If there is one (laughs) thing old right writers can do uh, on Supernatural is write older people well. Like, good job, Mm. guys. Ten out of ten. Um... 
Dean gets a call from Benny, the vampire who he helped escape from purgatory. Uh, it turns out Benny has tried to confront some of his old vampy pals, and that confrontation did not go so well. He runs off to go save Benny without telling Sam where he is and what he is doing. After a little bit of blood, Benny reveals that he is trying to go after the man who made him a vampire. Uh because that guy killed him. Uh-oh. Awkward as hell. <laughs> Sam, meanwhile, has several flashbacks to Amelia, the woman that he took a year off with and had a dog with. That's thrilling. Um, Benny reveals that as part of his tragic backstory, he was in love with this woman uh, who was human and also a vampire pirate who traveled around the Caribbean stealing from boats and shit. Yeah. Uh, but he fell in love with this woman, decided to leave his vampire pirate life and just like kind of make a more normal, peaceful life with her. Um, the, his maker doesn't like this and he kills Benny and then kills her. Or so we thought he actually turns her and then she portrays Benny and then Dean kills her. And it's a whole fucking mess. Uh, at the end of the episode, we learned a little bit more about what happened to Dean and Benny and purgatory, as well as what happened to Cass and, uh, Benny and Sam meet and Sam immediately tries to kill him, which Dean kind of like, you know, he waves the he, uh, pitching he call waves, off. He he waves mm -hmm. him off, yeah. And uh, that's uh, pretty much what happened this episode. Let's get into those deets. Yeah. I'm getting into uh, those Vampire Pirates deets. is fucking cool. Cool yeah. as shit, again. Like, honestly, instead of... Like, Sam took a backseat in this episode, and he should have taken more of a backseat. Because instead of Dean and Benny and Sam flashbacks i wanted dean and betty and benny flashbacks like, i would have yes. loved seeing benny flashbacks as opposed to just exposition about them uh Fuck yes i will go ahead and say um supernatural if you're going to introduce a concept like vampire pirates you better show that shit on screen what the fuck is this you just telling me about it we were so yeah, close to one of the most real. iconic episodes supernatural ever produced <laughs> yep and they now that they have I, now that they've introduced the concept of vampire pirates if every time benny is on screen from now on i'm gonna be like where are the vampire pirates though yeah. When is he going to use his vampire pirate knowledge yep. to fucking get out of this? Like, where is that? And then cults, of course. I'm going to keep gunning for that cult episode. Um, <laughs> God, maybe one day. Maybe one day. In 50 to 100 years. So, <laughs> uh, my main issue with this episode actually does center around Benny. Well, I'm not a huge fan of his plotline with um, his girlfriend, uh, Andrea. That's fair. Yeah. It's very one note. It's very one note. And then she like tries to kill him at the end. And I'm just like, I've played again, Sam. I've seen this before. So what I was, when Dean stabs her in the back, the way I, I kind of rationalized it was 
and she was wearing white, so she was asking for it. Um, <laughs> boo! So. <laughs> boo! No, gross! It was, it was fast and quick and dirty, and then we got to that conversation with Sam at the end. It got us there a little faster. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting, especially with the end of the episode last week. You know? Uh, I will go ahead and say this. Personally... I would have preferred not having a love interest for Benny at all. Yeah. But instead, I kind of just wanted Benny to just not be... I Okay, so... I kind of wanted Benny to just have been killed by this maker of his because he was about to branch out and do his own vampire pirate business that's fair and that would have given him good closure yeah yeah it would have been cooler if benny just went full like kazahira miller all for revenge yeah um like fuck the love interest and then the twist of having her there again only to murder her at the end of the episode was just weak tired one yeah. note we've seen it um yeah. i also question having this episode as early in the season as we did we don't know benny very well and this is a lot of exposition and backstory to dump on us when i do really feel that this would have benefited it would have been more satisfying from a character who we know a little bit yeah. um i yeah i think if this if this episode if we had had another episode of Dean and Benny flashbacks before this, so we kind of get to know because we got while all this was happening, we got flashbacks as to how Dean and Benny kind of got so close as like brothers in arms in Purgatory. Yeah. But if we had had another full episode's worth of that before this, mm-hmm. I think that would have risen the stakes and given more sympathy to Benny when he got himself fucked up by other vampires. Or have this, um, I agree, but like maybe he doesn't kill, you know, his maker in one episode. Maybe we drag that little subplot out, out a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. we see some more steps on the road to that. Um, I just think that there were definitely... Quentin, by the way, is his name. Um, no, wait. Quentin was the vampire he killed in the beginning. Fuck, what was mm. the maker's name? The uh, Everett? Man. Oh, yeah, the I old think, man? I don't think... The, yeah, I don't think he had a name. Okay, they just kept calling him God or Maker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways. The old man. Oh, yeah, it was the old man. We'll get to him. <laughs> we'll get to you. But um, that's actually... It, it To have such a rich backstory for Benny, to ha- give him such an, you know, intense character motivation, only to... Res- and, and then, you know, the having his god, his maker, have that really intense, like, Hannibal lecture scene yeah. with Benny... Mm-hmm. all in one episode and it all be resolved immediately it just feels kind of like a waste yeah. uh, especially since at this point we barely know benny outside of the fact that he's a cajun vampire who struck a deal with dean and cajun you know vampire. yeah and is one of the and was and turned out to be one of the good ones mm-hmm. um 
I just think that that's a little uh, wasteful. Yeah, yeah wasteful I, is definitely a word. That <laughs> like j- so far we're too early in the episode to really know. Well, I mean, I guess Crowley is supposed to be the big bad, but like this uh, this guy Benny's maker. You're right. He would have been a cooler like mini boss. Yeah. For at least the first, you know, six or seven episodes of this season. Yeah. It just, um, I mean, like another reason why I'm like, keep this particular character, the, the old man is because he was delicious. Oh yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Uh, when you when you described him with Hannibal vibes, like that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah it's, right on the nose. He um is in one scene. He absolutely steals the shit out of that scene. Uh so in this episode, we find out that a vampire's maker kind of is like a mini alpha for them. They look to the person who turned them into a vampire as a god. They have a great, like, spiritual bond. Honestly, this entire episode, I was like, man, it sounds like it fucking sucks to be a vampire. You have to drink blood all the time. That's got to taste gross as hell. Um, You're in service to whoever turned you into a vampire. What if they fucking suck? And, you know, if you get your head chopped off, that's it. It just so happens that that last one also applies to me now. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. It just sounds I just am not a fan um, but I gotta say, this this maker character chews the fuck out of that fucking scenery, spits it back out, and is just a ten out of ten the entire fucking time. Um, and I would have loved to see more from him, but he's uh, he's dead, unfortunately. So, yeah, he is dead. Dead. I've got a I've got a question about supernatural vampires. Hit me why one. don't why don't they just wear reinforced high collar shirts? <laughs> <laughs> question: Why don't they dress like a uh, fucking seventeenth century French courtiers? That's yeah. my. I question. mean, like maybe it was probably harder to kill a vampire than. Because they had all these fucking ruffles and collars and shit. Like, you couldn't find their neck. Yeah. Speaking of 17th century courtiers, I actually have a question about <laughs> Benny's character. Mm-hmm. Um, how old is he? Did that get explained wa- in the episode? It did not. Okay. I, I think, um, I feel like that there's been kind of a vagueness when it comes to vampire ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, like they don't ever specifically say how old vampires are. Mm-hmm. They just give signifiers like the maker or the alpha or the leader or something like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll there will be dialogue where they say something like, "I became a vampire when I was starving of hunger in I- Ireland because there were no potatoes." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, nope. They'll say something like that, and that gives us a hint. But they've never given us like numerical um, vampire ages. But I want to say, I would say that Benny is from at least I at least the like mid eighteen hundreds. See, yeah. 
something I completely agree. Something in the way that Benny talks and acts, it is it is one hundred percent to me eighteen hundreds New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm c- almost kind of convinced that he's been dead since like the early nineteen hundreds. Oh yeah. Uh, I just refuse to believe otherwise until supernatural the show tells me differently and even mm-hmm. then i'm like there's just some there's just something so i mean it doesn't really make sense because he seems to have acclimated to the modern world so well like and he knows what right. yachts are so we probably are wrong but i it just well i i would say that maybe him and especially him the old man, Quentin, and Serrano Pepper were... Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. They were... Don't do Kia Sorrento like, like that. They oh, were... Um, There's a vampire named Sorrento who Hannibal Lecture calls Soso. Yeah. He has nicknames. He like calls Benny Benji, and I was like, "Oh yeah. yes, Benji. How does it feel to Just look upon like a moth, the the silent of the lambs?" Like, yeah. That makes me think that like this whole situation was it was the old man, and then Benny, who's the chief of staff, <laughs> and then like. <laughs> Cilantro, who was the press secretary, <laughs> and Quentin, who was the speechwriter. Like, mm. tell me, like Benji, that's the that's the, the kind of vibe Quentin. I'm getting from this like little tight knit group. The way Benny talked about it, yeah. So the official backstory is Benny was a vampire, vampire pirate, pirating the high seas of in and around the Gulf of Mexico. Um, allegedly. He decides to leave after he meets this Greek heiress named Andrea. And he says it in his accent, and it it is thick as gumbo that does not have okra in it. You know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? You know what I'm saying? Um, and the maker, because he tried to leave, kills has Benny killed and is like, oh, and I'm sad over it. So I decided to turn Andrea into a vampire to because that was like the last piece of you. That was a lot. The maker is real fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, and I and I gotta say, like, other than the fact that his backstory is boring as shit, and I just kind of would have preferred it if instead of what we got, it had been more like. Hey, I, you know, just wanted to branch out and be my own sea captain pirate vampire. Cool as shit, and he just stumbled on like some problems somewhere. Yeah, because I kind of, you know, we've seen the good vampire before, Hmm. um, which is a new AMC show coming this fall. Boom boom. (laughs) Uh, and I don't know. I just don't think that there's. I don't think it would be completely out of Dean's character to make friends with Benny, at least at least this new shiny season eight. Dean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's willing to let bygones be bionicles. Sp- speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, let's talk about 
Dean's character. Speaking of buys, uh, <laughs> uh, buy Dean lives. <laughs> Never give up, fandom. He's real. He exists. He's out there. You can take his picture in the woods. You'll find him. Um, Might be blurry, but you get this. How are we feeling about our our boy, our lad? I feel like he's our growing. lad Dean. Our lad Dean, yeah. Um, I mean, I think he's gotta, um, he's gotta tell his brother the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, Sam hasn't, I feel like Sam hasn't been 100% up front with Dean, because he knows Dean doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. But, like, Dean has been such a dick to Sam for no reason. Yeah. Oh, that little, uh, don't get me wrong, um, I caught that little, what, you retire for a year, I can't take a day off crack? I, yeah, oh god. That shit was not cute, it felt very manipulative to me, because you know what mm-hmm. happened? Sam shut the fuck up and backed up. Yeah. And you can't tell me that Dean didn't know that Sam would do that. Mm. Like, it, it, it does, it feels like when Dean says shit like that, what it feels like to me is I'm going to dig this wound in because I know it will get what I want. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan of that. Um, It's a bad look, Dean. Huh? I said it's a bad look, Dean. It's yeah. It ain't, it ain't cute. um, That's for sure. I, do not think that Sam was overstepping any bounds by like wanting details of where Dean was just taking off because it was very yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, because Sam was, I mean, Sam gets a dig at Dean where he's like, "Dean, all of your friends are dead," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Sam, you didn't have to say it like that." That you was the moment that I laughed out loud. <laughs> I fucking died. <laughs> And I'll explain why in a minute, but finish your thought, thought please. But I mean, like, it's it's funny because it's true. Yeah. But also, <laughs> but also, like, Sam is in the right. Like, Dean has been gone for a year. He doesn't have, like, who the fuck is he going to see? Like, mm. is he going to look in a purgatory mirror or something? Like. <laughs> Yeah. Who who fucking knows? Like he's being super mysterious and Sam has every right to be curious and want to know yeah. what is going on because he's just totally in the dark. Yeah. If Dean is his own brother's keeper, therefore Sam has to be his keeper as well. Mm-hmm. Dean can't have it both ways. Well, and Dean has made Sam feel so shitty about taking a year off. Mm-hmm. taking a year off you know getting out of the hunting life despite the fact that sam has extremely valid reasons to and one of the reasons that i liked his little like dean all of your friends are dead line was one it was darkly hilarious and jared Padalecki's <laughs> delivery was <laughs> spot on chef's kiss delightful but two it also gives us insight into where sam's head has been dean is not the only person who doesn't have any fucking friends yeah they were sam's friends too Mm -hmm. 
And it's a subtle little thing that, like, just kind of shows us, like, where Sam has been at and mm-hmm. um, how that life has affected him and maybe why he would want to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely very interesting to see, like, those interactions continuing still and then to have that all tied up in a bow at the end when sam wants to kill benny because he's a vampire and dean doesn't um yeah i'm sure that'll be fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i I wanted to talk about a moment specifically with dean and i don't know why the writers did this so they've set up some sort of like dean has extreme ptsd from purgatory he is um you know, heart of dark darknessing it. Um, he, he's not adjusting to being back in the real world. Well, at least that was the case in the first episode. And then we saw it continue with what's up tiger mommy with the fact that he, without thinking about Linda trans life, just decides because Crowley is inside of her to kill her. Um, mm-hmm. Sam reminds him like, Hey man, it's the issue is not that you tried to kill Crowley the reason why Kevin is not happy with you right now is because it was while Crowley was inside his fucking mom. And Dean's response is like, why can't he see the difference? Uh, Because that's his fucking mom, Dean. These are things that I want the show to explore more. I want Dean to have a moment where he's like, yeah, I was wrong to attack Linda. Um, Not necessarily in this episode. It doesn't make sense, but... um, Sometime in the future, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe in a confrontation with Kevin or um, or Linda. Actually, it really needs to be with Linda, but yeah. um, and Kevin as well. Um, but the way you would well, never mind. sorry, go on. No, go on. I was I was going to be like uh, the way you do it is you have Kevin, like Dean and Sam finally find Kevin and his mom, right? Mm-hmm. And. Kevin's first reaction is just to eviscerate Dean on the spot. Yeah. And Linda doesn't shout him down. She just like tenderly and motherly like takes him aside and is like, yo dog, I got this. Let me talk with Dean. Sam, why don't you and Kevin catch up? Yeah. And you get like a good tender moment with Kevin and Sam. And then you also get Linda being like, bro, you know why you're in the wrong, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, we need for Dean to be like the lovable character that he was. We need Dean to get back a little bit to like valuing and wanting to protect humanity. Um, and right now he's just in monster killer mode. There was a moment that happened between him and Benny that I thought should have been reversed. So Benny says, it almost feels like this isn't real. And Dean interrupts and is like, no, this is real. We are in reality right now. Like this is, you know, hmm. um, this is it. Like this, this is real life. Uh, it's very. <sighs> it almost seems to come out of nowhere. I think they're trying to connect it back to the purgatory was real, man. 
Purgatory was just like black and white, you know, survival, killing monsters, just a fucking like free for all bloodbath. But the rules were simple. Mm-hmm. Real life I, is complicated. I was taking it back to the conversation that Dean had with Bobby mm-hmm. in the van when he was like, find a reason to stick around. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen too many hunters die thinking that way. Yeah. Um, I felt that conversation should have been reversed. I feel like yeah. Dean should have been the one questioning his reality. Yes. And Benny yeah. should have like planted him like, nah, bruh. Yeah. Not- I agree, mm-hmm. but I think it played out the way it did because this is the second time that this has happened to Dean. Mm-hmm. So he knows. Yeah, but. Like, he knows what's up, but it is also like for the arc that they're trying to do with Dean, you are right. Like, yeah. it should have been the other way around. Um, It also just. It needs to be with Dean again, because this is Dean's character arc. He's the main character. Uh, he needs to change and grow and and find that equilibrium outside of purgatory. And it just... It's just confusing why they did it this way. I... I yeah. Anyways. Um, how are we feeling about Amelia? Um, the other one I in this episode didn't really. It took me until her last scene to understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't realize she was the vet, right? Yeah. Like she's she she's, was okay. the vet. Yes, that's yeah. It took me until her last scene for me to realize that that's what was happening, mm-hmm. and also, um, felt like her presence in this episode was not needed. Nope. I did like seeing Handyman Sam, though. Yeah. I got questions about that shit. Yeah. When did he have time to go to HVAC school? You don't need to go to HVAC school to bullshit your way into tinkering with things. Yeah. Uh, With working with, like, an air conditioner, like a wall mounted? I don't know. I think you need a little bit of schooling for that. Whatever. It's, it's, It's... 2014 you can't tell me he didn't find that shit out on youtube all all he did was open it up and like tighten the fan or something like he didn't Uh, he wasn't it wasn't that it was having problems with the coolant or something it was that's fair he just he just like tightened the fan in to keep it from rattling yeah that's that's all right it's I was forcing him to reach too far I was imagining him going in and swapping out coolant and fucking shit yeah, nah. Right. He's just like he was literally um Sam, but from Holtz. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix that. Because he was just like, Hey, is this bro is this broken? I can fix it. Mm. Oh god. He did it that. with a dog, he did it with an air conditioning unit. Uh, he had to find somebody to fix that dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, oh. he was the proponent of fixing the dog after breaking the dog. <laughs> Broke the yeah. shit out of that dog. <laughs> he named the dog Dog, and honestly, fuck the name Riot. I wanted, I wanted yeah. the dog to just stay named Dog. Like that's that's so great. Yeah. And um, 
in one of the later seasons of The Walking Dead, like season nine or something, uh, the character Daryl Dixon gets a dog and it's just named Dog. And it's so good because it's just like, that's everyone just goes, Dog! And <laughs> this fucking dog shows so up. I have a question. Uh huh. Where did Sam, like in season one, episode one, where was Sam? At, At college. Stanford? At Stanford. A pretty, you know, up there college, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're telling me this college boy couldn't think of a better fucking reference, a better name for a dog than just dog? Like, um, I don't I hate it. I think he I'm was just... trying not to get attached to it. Yeah. That's fair, Also, but eventually he came up with Riot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My other goddamn point. Yeah. That was... So... I mean, uh, hey, he you definitely should have gone back to the one thing. board. Yeah. yeah, you can. It's you can be smart at one thing and absolutely a himbo for everything else. We talked about Sam. Look, <laughs> Sam has had so many fucking brain injuries at this point. Way too no. many concussions. Half of his brain is mush, <laughs> and he just has gone full himbification. That employment-induced CTE. I got gotcha. you. We. Uh, that we talked about his simplification last season, and this yeah, is the yeah. result. He's naming dogs Riot. He's taking off hunting for a year. He's become a handyman. He's talking about limes now. That's I, fair. I forgot about Simbo Sam. Yeah, <laughs> I um, will go ahead and say one of the things that I do like about Amelia was that little last conversation her and Sam had where she's like, you're creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you know a lot about stitches. Uh, Yeah, you know so much about stitches. What the fuck? Um, One trope I will never get tired of is you know, this person works a, a some sort of like supernatural outside of the law job that makes them look like a fucking psychopath to other people, <laughs> and they can't explain yeah. why they have that highly specific knowledge. <laughs> so they just look like full on crazy people. <laughs> um, and I and that happened this episode, and I was appreciative of it. Uh, I will also never get tired of the trope of naming animals the species they are thank you yeah. thanks <laughs> that's also a thing in good omens and it's just as good fucking there too yeah keep naming dogs dog dogs <laughs> don't need names they just need to be called dog i uh i also liked the i did like the scene with the limes yeah where dean was like someone shoved 80 limes in the garbage disposal and it clogged it up and then there's just limes on the top of her groceries. <laughs> this woman goes through a worrying amount of limes. She is either and she is either also a pirate trying to keep scurvy away, or she is an <laughs> alcoholic and drinks exclusively margaritas. I cannot think of a single fucking other thing why this woman needs so many fucking limes. We've we've seen what her backstory is, right? Or is that a later episode and I'm getting that no. That's a later episode, but we get hints. Right? She used to travel with somebody, but she's lost them. She's been in this motel for three months, despite the fact that she's permanently moved to this town to be their small-town veterinarian. Mm. Um, Let's go ahead and make bets. Oh, wait, we can't make bets, because I have too much future knowledge, and so does Ben. Uh, Travis, what um, what do you think her backstory is? My I my bet is her backstory is something fucking supernatural related because Sam's a monster fucker through and through. <laughs> he doesn't get a normal girlfriend. 
he, he only gets to monster fuck. It was the fuck. It was yeah. the monster fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm doing this uh, in loop, being able to just stare silently at Ari, just ooh. The monster fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my monster fucking ways are well documented, and, and mm. I apologize for them. It was, it was a graveyard <laughs> fuck. He, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Here's my question, Travis. What's that? Does she survive the season? No. Oh, bold answer. Is are you answering this way? Bold answer. She's a woman <laughs> in supernatural. She was wearing a white vet coat when we first saw her. You know what? You're right. <laughs> Completely understandable answer. What you don't think that like I'm like I'm more. <laughs> There is better reasons for me to be right than wrong yeah. in this situation. Yeah, that's that's, of course she's going to die. She's a woman yeah. in Supernatural. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. But have you considered this? She might also die because of Sam's cursed penis. We don't know yet. <laughs> mm, oh, good point. Yeah, oh, we do, don't know. Do you- Good point. Do you think that Sam's cursed penis and her wearing a white will cancel each other out? Find out next week on or, Supernatural. No, it's that. It not, that's not a cancel. It. That's not a uh, cancel <laughs> that's, out that's thing. Two that's two bingo squares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if she gets renamed, if we find out that Amelia is long for Mary later, it's she's got <laughs> she's got one more bingo. <laughs> Like, this is bad oh news. Oh, God. We find out that she, too, is a mom figure. Also, bingo. Um, no squares, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's it's bad times. Bad times overall. I mean, Lisa survived. Um, yeah. But Lisa never had sex with Sam. Uh, and ah. she pointedly avoided wearing white almost her entire run on the show. I don't know if that's true. Do not double check me on that. Um... Oh, what about the doctor in that one season four episode that Sam fucked that everyone thought was a monster, but then turned out to be A, completely human, and B, also wore a white lab coat? She died off screen. She's already dead. (laughs) She's dead by now. Fair enough. That's fair. It's been like three, four years. She's D.E.D. dead, too. Yeah. She's got to be. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well. Uh, Amelia is growing on me. I remember the first episode being like, who the fuck is this mean lady? Which Sam actually <laughs> calls her mean, which I thought was kind of cute. Don't bug yeah. the mean lady. Yeah, that was. And that whole scene of him like standing in the doorway was kind of adorable. And that was like the one time I was like, you know what? J-Pad is selling this scene. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks, I mean, he looks good. Like, Jared Padalecki is not an unattractive man. Yeah, he found him a mummy figure. He's no Jensen Ackles covered in blood crying one single tear, but he's not unattractive. Right on both accounts. Yeah. Um, Other little moments that we liked from this episode. Other things to mention or bring up. Uh, I liked when Benny and Dean were driving and he takes a little sip of yes. his blood sack. Yes, that was good. <laughs> He's drinking his little Kool-Aid and Dean was like, yeah. bro, really? Right fucking now? I like the fact that Benny has red soccer teams. 
Um, yeah. yeah. See, that's what makes me think he's so old. He's got time to read Socrates. Yeah, it's not like a fucking... Travis, uh, we held on to Socrates' works. Like, you can find them today, even. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, like... I'm not just sitting around going, man, I really wish I could read some Socrates. Like, if I were a, a 200 years old and I had read everything else, I'm like, I might as well read Socrates because I've read everything else, you know? You know what? Oh, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I very rarely go. I could go for some Socrates right now. You know what? Mm-hmm. I would read more Socrates if Socrates dressed up in sexy costumes and... um was a trans woman. I will go ahead and say that. <laughs> um, which which YouTuber could I be talking about? There's so many of them now. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that Benny saves Cass. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. In the Purgatory flashbacks. Uh, Cass, so... A couple episodes ago in the Purgatory flashbacks, honestly, the more Purgatory flashbacks we see, the more that I just wish that, you know, the season had started in Purgatory. Yeah. Um, Just like right when Dean gets, Dean and Cass get sent there at the end of season seven. But beggars cannot be choosers. Um, I really enjoyed the, um, the little like f- interfighting that Cass and Benny had. Um, I'm not your aunt. Yeah, because Cass gets found. He's like keeping me near you is dangerous because I'm a beacon for demons and leviathans and not demons, but like other monsters and shit. Hmm. And Benny's like. Cass is 100% right. We should get rid of him. And Dean's like, (laughs) how about you both go fuck yourselves? Cass, you're coming with me, and we will shove you through that portal ass first if we have to. (laughs) Um, Because that's another thing we find out, is that Cass isn't even sure he can get through the portal. Mm, Yeah. Uh, It almost seems like bringing him is pointless. But Dean wouldn't be Dean if he left Cass behind. Damn right. Yeah, so... Um, but I like, I always kind of like it when Cass flex his, like, angel shit. Um, and he, he does that this episode with Benny. He's like, I'm a fucking seraph and I'll kick your goddamn ass, you dirty fucking vampire. (laughs) Um, Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Cass is full of guilt. Sad boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still don't know what happened to him, though. We still don't know. Nope. Yeah. What do you think, Travis? What do you think happened to Cass? Kidnapped by Leviathans. R- Not killed, just kidnapped. Oh, you don't think Cass is dead? No. You think he's going to come back to the show? Uh, of course he's going to come back to the show. It's fucking Misha Collins. Done <laughs> <laughs> percent on that? Cool. cool he's cool, a damn cool. staple. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to know some trivia about this episode? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, in Dean's recollection of Purgatory, Benny whistles slightly off key in the Hall of the Mountain King from the opera. I I love in the Hall of the Mountain King so much. It's so good. Um, 
This is the same tune, whis tune whistled by Peter Lorre in the classic film N. The film is loosely based on the murderer, also called the Vampire of Dusseldorf. 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 That's a solid uh, I gotta say, Benny whistling in the Hall of the Mountain King, it had a very creepy, like, effect. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Benny tells of his love for the beautiful Greek heiress, and Dean asks if Fabio was on the cover of that paperback. In the 80s and 90s, Fabio was the male model for the covers of over 480 Harlequin romance novels. Benny's tale is on par with Harlequin romances. So I do have an alternate suggestion for the decade that Benny died, and it is in fact the 80s. Um, and in our remake of the show... Everything about Benny is the same, except we slightly change his backstory, and he is wearing the most eighty shit and yeah. has a mullet. <laughs> oh hell yeah! That's I think this is what we need to do. I could see that dude pulling off a mullet. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you can make it yeah. happen. Yeah, you could put a mullet on anybody. Yeah. Mike Carpenter plays a vampire in this episode. He previously played the Scarecrow in Scarecrow, as well as making an oh. uncredited appearance as himself in Supernatural, The French Mystique. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Which vampire was he? One of them. One of them. <laughs> he wasn't Quentin or Serrano? He wasn't uh, Serrano, and he wasn't Quentin, and in the IMDb credits, he is named vampire okay so he has the so he was just some chump that died he has the same name that draco adopts for himself in hit fanfic my immortal <laughs> or that might be harry i don't remember i think it's harry anyways um uh can i read to you the one negative review that this episode got yes please okay it's a three out of ten stars Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, all the rest of them are like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Uh, okay. 3 out of 10. Show goes to nowhere. Well, I really think that the 8th season is really road to nowhere. New friend of Dean had a lot of potential, but the writers gave him a totally bad romance story and his vendetta plan. Oh, oh my god, there we go. That's the same critique. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm starting to think that the writers went mad. Vampires got the in instinct of sensing human hearts beating. Obviously not in this case. The old man with no charisma. Benny's love with no charisma. Dot, dot, dot. Prophet of the Lord ran away, so now hunters are dependent on him. And it's more about the prophet than the Winchesters. They don't know what to do, so how about Dean goes away from Sam trying to help Benny? Meanwhile, Sam remembers Amelia. For God's sake, what was that? Pardon me, but the colors, brightness, dialogues, it all created the atmosphere of a very cheap porn. I didn't know whether to start laughing or crying. Repairing sink? Oh, come on! It's worse than the soap operas. Dean now really seems like a man who lost everything, including his brain. His train of thoughts is confused. He's unstable, and I hate the writers that they damaged this amazing character. I don't get it. Leaving Kevin's girlfriend die, trying to kill Kevin's mom, hate monsters all the time, but have a vampire as a friend, bad quotes, bad music, or no music? Seriously? That's in parentheses. No importance of the hunters, Crowley with bad or no plans, 
tablets, flashbacks that bring nothing new, only sentimental memories on top of that bad craft. Try not to laugh in the end of this episode. The slow motion footage of Sam pulling out his knife, Dean disapprovingly shaking his head. I don't know. They buried my favorite show, but I'm still waiting for the resurrection. I feel like that's that's the that last sentence is I think the supernatural fandom gothic. Yeah, fuck. Um this <laughs> that en- was a- again, this entire That's going to be the name of this episode. Supernatural fan- the- can it wait, can it not be Benny and Dean and Twilight question mark? That is another review that I was going to read. Ah, fuck. <laughs> That review wasn't word vomit as much it was just word diarrhea. I, again, have to say, instead of listening to an episode of Hey Aspet, have you considered just going to the IMDb reviews, picking the lowest rated one and calling it a day? This is it. This is all of our critiques this episode in a much shorter format. Why listen to why listen to Hey Asbutt for an hour and a half when you can yeah. just spend two seconds reading this on IMDb? Yeah, you, you go to IMDb for like the quick hit. You come to us for that 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 long ball tickling and the personality. <laughs> yeah, tickle the balls a little bit. Yeah. We're here to really edge you with the content. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, here's a nine out of ten review. Benny and Dean and Twilight question mark? <laughs> Do they want Benny and Dean to fuck? I like the relationship of Benny and Dean. That's a yes. Dean's even sweet to him, all concerned. Benny seems like an interesting enough character. Sam's reaction is understandable. Dean couldn't give him space that one time he went to hunt Amy. The whole thing is similar. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I do like about Dean's, uh, this reminds me, one thing I do like about Dean's character development is that he's not necessarily seeing monsters as black and white. We saw this last episode, how he lets the werewolf girl go. Um, and then this episode again with Benny. Uh, I gotta, I gotta say, I, you know, I like, I like this development. We kind of had this development before, and then the writers forgot about it. It's nice that they're bringing it back. How long will it last? Hmm. So, anything else? Any final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, realities, um, liminal spaces? The, the Leviathans crashing down. And then, like, forming into people from the black goo. That was a cool effect. That was cool as hell, but I'm curious as fuck as to why they have suits on. Well, I mean, you're right. Leviathans can just be naked. Yeah, well. Just just be (laughs) naked. (laughs) Right. Like, did Leviathan have concept of clothing before? Yeah, yeah, that's like, like, did they just see other, like, monsters from, like, the modern eras, like, plop down there? I am here to tell you, they absolutely did not have a concept of clothes before, and we now imagine everything that happened pre them getting sucked up into purgatory completely naked. Naked little babies. I think... I think that they didn't even need to be in a humanoid form. Like, I imagine the Leviathan is just that 
sentient ball of goo that can shapeshift into anything it wants. Mm-hmm. So when it crashes down to fight Sam and Dean and Benny, and when they were in on Earth and stuff, like they just assumed the look of humans because that was the top. Like that was the top of the food chain, yeah. right? They could have like so in, into like humans crossed with bears and then just ruled the earth. Yeah, with like yeah. a shark head. With they could have claws. just been sentient. They could have been. Hey, supernatural writers, you could have given us leviathans being bears with tricks. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and you oh god! Do finally, that. that would be realized. Fucking a. <laughs> here, here. All right, here's a proposal about heaven, hell, and purgatory. So when you die, you basically get to like what it's either you imagine yourself as your best self in like your favorite clothes or you're in the stuff you die in. I'm going to go with you're in your favorite clothes when you reach the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they're supposed to be like good. Therefore, all of supernatural takes place in the matrix because it's a mm-hmm. simulation. Mm. Or maybe mm. I haven't slept in a couple of days. I don't know. It might be that one. <laughs> it might be that one. You're right. You're don't right. undercut yourself, buddy. We're all in the Matrix all the time. Of course, Supernatural takes place in the Matrix. Beep, Come beep, on. beep. I should have taken the blue pill. <laughs> okay. So, um, real quick, I do want to mention that the writer of this episode is Bed Ben Edlin. He's been with the show for a really, really long time and worked on The Tick and Angel. Um, yeah, he has written some amazing episodes, My Bloody Valentine, Abandon All Hope, The End, uh, Monster Movie, Ghost Facers, Malleus Maleficarum, Bad Day at Black Rock, um, How to Win Friends and Influence Monsters. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a good one. Um, I gotta say, there's not really anything in this list that I'm like, oh, this is trash. Uh, he also wrote the French French mistake. Nice, yeah, That's and the cool. man who would be king. So good track record. Damn right. Yeah, um, I think this is his last season, at least as a writer. Um, but he does stay on as executive and consulting producer. Um, nice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, at least until season nine, it looks like. Um. And I just want to say thank you so much, Mr. Edlin, for giving us both the lines, gay love can pierce the veil of death and save the day, as well as all your friends are dead. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm getting those tattooed to my body. So, yeah. um, I like how one of our favorite lines of his is a Turbo Negro quote. It's a song by them, All Your Friends Are Dead. Oh, yes. No, I, would, I, would, I did not I, know that. that is yeah, I would have been surprised as fuck if you knew who they were. I don't know who anyone would, is. I do know who that band is, though. I do. Yeah. They're a Memphis band. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay, I don't know anything. <laughs> They're a Scandinavian band. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, duh, obviously, I knew... Yeah, you're thinking of Negro Terror. Yes, that's what I'm. Those are similar they, fucking names. They also anyway. they also kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, real quick, I do want to mention. Cass brings up a question that has been on my mind this entire time. Where do monster souls go? 
when monster souls die in monster soul hell they go into the recycling bin yeah uh, actually it's like they're already in the recycling bin mm. and then they just become unallocated memory <laughs> boom when you empty the trash can Yep, yep. my i have a very boring answer i just think they get oblivioned it's I like think if they, you die yes, in Monster Hell, you die exist. for real. I think they go to somewhere we haven't seen yet with Travis. Now I'm like trying mm. to think of what you're talking about. I got nothing. Good. Good. We'll get there when we get there. Is this what I'm thinking about? Is Probably. this what I'm thinking right now? Probably. Yeah. I'm a little psychic and... It's five letters preceded by the. Okay, yeah, no, I got you. I disagree. I don't think they go there. I th- I really think they do. I think that's for guys, gals, and non-binary pals. And monsters mm. are fourth gender. I f- well, I feel like that exists. Well, we'll get there when we get there. We, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. I ain't in a rush. I ain't too concerned. Yeah, we ain't Russian. We German. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyways, <laughs> I think I think we're done now. I think we're good. Yeah, stick a fork yeah. in it. We done. Lis- listeners, if you have a theory on monster soul metaphysics, please let us know on Twitter at Habcast, on Facebook, or on Instagram. Uh, Smoke signals. Yeah, Travis. The next episode is called Southern Comfort. Something we're all very familiar with. Yeah. What's it about? Sam and Dean get wasted. (laughs) Baby on that SoCo. So, and next episode, we will be appropriately tipsy, also on Southern Comfort, a drink Mm -hmm. that we all love. I was going to get wild turkey, but all right. (laughs) I actually also don't like Southern Comfort, so I'm okay with really anything. Yeah. SoCo is fine. I would rather have wild turkey if we're going to, that or fucking Knob Creek if we're drinking something American. So, I mean, I prefer Maker's Mark. That's a good one, too. Who doesn't, though? Yeah. Yeah, Maker's is good. All right. Well, Travis, I don't know if Sam and Dean are going to get drunk as fuck next week. But if we do, we'll talk about it on Hey Ass Butt. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, If you want to hear more from us, please check out our website, habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media. I've already hit our Twitter, hey, at Habcast. That's also our Instagram. And then we've got Hey Ass Butt, a supernatural podcast um, on Facebook. If you would like to hear our other other show, you can also find a link to our Patreon uh, where you can get access for $3 a month to Let's Jag Ass, the show where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. We have watched some fucking turds as part of we've, that show. Um, we've watched some good stuff, too. We've watched The X-Files. We have. Fucking Gilmore Girls, I think. Veronica Mars. Yeah. Is Devour. a show that I like. Hell yeah, we did watch Devour. Yeah, uh, the best movie. And of it, all was time. Yeah, it was great. Damn awesome. right. <laughs> the only good movie ever. <laughs> Take that to the Martin fucking Scorsese face. said that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was Devour was actually directed by Martin Scorsese, so I think he might have been a little yeah. biased. It was under a pseudonym, but he, he did. didn't. He was, we know. We we we, we recognize those master strokes. <laughs> uh, 
master strokes is also what I call masturbating. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, check that out. It's a pretty good time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye.